0: I'm Brandon Hogstead.
1: and I'm Eleni Mathieu.
0: Let's talk about dreams. Today we're talking with our friend Zach eloqua
1: He's a performer, aspiring TV star,
0: comedian, improv comic. He's got a real nice voice. <laughs>
1: Zach is actually the first person that I met in New York City.
0: And you're still friends. And we're still friends. We recorded this call fairly early on in the pandemic, so we really didn't know what was ahead of us.
1: Some of the feelings that came up in this episode are still relevant years later.
0: We end up talking about two very different dreams. Both dreams ended up having multiple layers to the imagery and multiple layers of meaning. Given that the first dream is a recurring dream, these images are really powerful and they hold a lot of meaning. I think in the end, we ended up pulling out some really useful insights. Agreed. So the way that the dream interpretation works, you'll tell us the dream. We'll start talking through different images and if it resonates, then maybe there's something there. Okay. So tell us about any dreams that you've been having, Zach.
2: So, I had a dream about maybe almost a month ago, and it's been a reoccurring dream. I've had it seven or eight times over the course of three years. And how this dream always starts, it's it's I'm in the middle of this like clearing in a forest, and it's nighttime and I'm sitting at a campfire alone, and I'm just in this clearing in the woods, I can see in parts of it, it's a point of view, like my own point of view, and I'm looking at the campfire, and then other parts of it, like while I'm sitting there alone, it's like this kind of third person view where I like, I like see myself sitting at the campfire, and I can see the clearing that I'm sitting in, and it's like this perfectly round circle. And then the rest outside of the circle is this dense forest. And then I'll go back to my point of view and I'm just sitting there and it's night and like there's all these stars are out and I can see all the stars. And then out of the clearing, like out of the edge of the forest, there starts to be these like figures that are all linked up, not so much hand in hand, but like shoulder to shoulder. And they're in a circle all the way around this big clearing that I'm sitting in. There are these faceless figures and they don't really have, they're almost like cutouts of like a human body, paper cutouts of people, you know? They start in this big circle that they're all shoulder to shoulder and they keep getting closer and closer. I'm starting to get freaked out, I don't know what's going on. They're not doing or saying anything, they're just closing in on me and I'm, I'm like trying to find a way out but I can't break through them. And then once they get like all up on me where they're literally all around me and I have nowhere to move, And I'm, like, freaking out, and I think, you know, I'm going to die or whatever. They just start tickling me. That painful kind of tickling, where you're like, leave me alone, like, this actually, hurts, and they're tickling me to the point where I can't take it anymore, and then I wake up. I don't know. I've had that dream multiple times and I have no idea what it means. I don't know. I've really not put much thought into it. I guess I should, you know, which is why, you know, why I'm here.
0: Tell me more about this tickling. (laughs) When they tickled you, what did you feel?
2: It's like almost like a sense of relief because I'm like, Oh, they're not like stabbing me to death. But then it quickly also still turns to like another form of panic. Maybe it's not the same level of fear but it's also like a form of panic like this is too much this is hurting me and i still feel in danger you know and they're like tickling me like i don't know in the normal (laughs) the normal spots (laughs) i'm ticklish on my uh (laughs) under my arms like my neck and i'm just like trying to say stop but i can't like it's like i'm weak like i have like no power to stop them like i can't even physically reach out and stop them it's like i just am like helpless
0: and did you say anything to them? Did you vocalize to them to, to stop?
2: I don't think so. I don't remember. I don't think I ever vocalize anything. And I don't think I open my mouth and try and nothing comes out. It's like I don't even do anything. I, I think when they're tickling me, I'm like, maybe not saying words, but just laughing. I'm just like laughing hysterically.
0: Hmm. And how did it feel laughing? Not good.
2: No. It was like involuntary laughter. It was like almost laughing to stop from screaming or something.
0: How did you feel about the forest? How did you feel sitting next to the fire? And how did you feel about the forest around you?
2: That I remember being very pleasant. I enjoyed the outdoors. I like going camping. I like hiking. So sitting in the forest at night, it was just peaceful. And I was just looking up at the stars and kind of enjoying the night. I remember it being like a nice night. It was like clear skies and just like a nice night out.
0: And then when the people started coming out of the woods, that's when he started getting freaked out.
2: Exactly. It's almost like there's a moment before they come out and it's like I can sense their presence, like something's out there. And then I see them. And that's when like the panic and worry starts to set in.
0: So you have said you've had this dream multiple times over the last three years?
2: I would maybe say like, probably like seven times.
0: And you said that the last time you had this dream was about a month ago.
2: Yeah, maybe a little over a month ago. Yeah, no, it would have been just before like the pandemic really started. It would have been like early March.
0: How much discussion had been going on about the pandemic when you had this dream?
2: There was discussion about it, but it was before the World Health Organization officially declared it a pandemic. And it was definitely something that was on my mind and something i was aware of but it you know of course was not anywhere near you know what it is today
0: what feelings started coming up when the people started circling in around you i guess how did your feelings change when they started appearing at the edge and then when they start getting close to you the
2: feelings i guess were more or less the same but it was just heightened like there was this build, like a constant build to it almost like a scene out of a horror movie or something where i felt suspense of like what's going to happen and that keeps building like that's probably the most prevalent thing that I remember is this uncomfortable suspense where like I don't know what these people or things are and I don't know what's going to happen and as they get closer and closer and closer to me it happens relatively quickly that feeling just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and escalates to the point where like I think I'm in mortal danger super anxious because you know I, I don't know what's going on and what's happening
0: In terms of the emotional journey that happened, you were peaceful, sitting in the forest, and then these people appear and they start surrounding you. There's this building anxiety as they circle in. There's anxiety and there's fear on one level. On the surface level, this could be the pandemic and also the restrictions that started coming in, the people coming in tighter and tighter around you, all the social restrictions that we're all put under. It's also interesting to think about the general applications to your life because you talked about these people being made from cutouts, faceless figures. So these people are both the unknown, but it's also being surrounded by falseness, surrounded by empty, fake people.
2: Yeah, I definitely think that a lot of what you're hitting on is definitely true. And for my experience, and I think, you know, for a lot of people generally, but Specifically, the first times that I started having this dream a few years ago, I had recently moved to New York City, and I was there to pursue acting. And obviously, there's a lot of uncertainty in that in general. And specifically speaking on like falsehood or false people, I was there, and I was going on all these auditions and doing all of the legwork and things that you're supposed to do and it just so much of it seems fake and there is so much just uncertainty in it in general that you know people are there basically i mean you know casting directors jobs and agents jobs they watch you perform and they're there their job is to judge you and they may say one thing but mean another or it's just it's kind of hard to weed through all that and i think i was anxious about a lot of that uncertainty and so i think At times when I get really anxious in my life is when this dream seems to come up. And I think a month ago, definitely some Corona stuff as well as just general life and career stuff was giving me anxiety for sure.
0: The phrase that you said, laughter to stop from screaming, you're a pretty funny guy. So I can imagine that your take on things must be to just make light, make a joke of it rather than screaming and and losing your shit about it.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, if something is painful or awkward or anything in that ballpark, my first reaction is to make a joke. I'm always trying to make a joke of everything, (laughs) especially if it's something that's more, I don't know, frightening. But you know, that's obviously a coping mechanism or a mask that I wear to deal with things and deal with emotions that you don't necessarily want to confront face on or head on.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I like that idea of the forest being the unknown and it's like, Oh my God, what's going to happen and kind of thinking the worst, which is also what happens when you have anxiety, when you're thinking about it will be the worst thing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then when you find out what it is, it's like, Oh, it's actually not that bad. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, we fear for the worst and we think we're going to die. And our anxiety tells us emotionally that we're going to die. This dream almost seems like it's a message from your subconscious subtly communicating to you that despite your anxiety telling you that everything around you or whatever surrounding you and imposing and closing in may feel like it's a real threat and it may feel like it's going to kill you. Thing. and that the worst possible thing that could happen is yeah maybe it's a tickle but when the tickling stops you're fine tickling really sucks when it's happening but no one dies from tickling yeah
2: it's not the worst yeah <laughs> yeah and it's
0: momentary
1: and it passes and it's uncomfortable yeah. at the time but then yeah. But they're yep. like permanent, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and up. also you're just not permanently harmed by tickling, you know. Yeah. Like it's not going to leave any marks, really. No. It's just
2: um, only emotional and mental scars. <laughs> 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 um, no, I think that's I think that's spot on, you know. And I'm a firm believer. I'm generally like a very positive person, and usually when I'm anxious about things, I'm usually like, "It's going to be okay." Blah blah, but you know that being said, of course there are things that you get more anxious about, and that still give you problems as far as your anxiety goes. I would agree with you that maybe that is a way of my subconscious just reaffirming some of my core beliefs that it's all going to be okay. You can weather the storm, even if you're unsure of things and unsure of what the future is going to hold, and sure of what these figures are going to do to you. In the end, it's going to be okay, and even if it is something that's uncomfortable or something you don't like you'll get through it you will wake up and it will be okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) do you you remember specific examples aside from the start of this pandemic when this dream like came to you
2: yeah the one in particular was shortly after i had moved to new york for maybe a month and i was still job hunting for a day job i was just going to these cattle call auditions, which if you're not familiar with that, they're just like like an open call, and you you know you'll go to some audition for you know whatever it is, and it's you know will be a popular audition that a lot of people want to go to, and it's like you in a room with like hundreds of other people that are all trying to do the same thing you do, and half of them look just like you, you know, so it can be definitely uh, anxiety inducing if you go to a lot of those, and then are seemingly getting a lot of no's and not having. A lot of success necessarily in that area. This was either the first time or the second time I had this dream, where it was just like a month or two into living in New York, I still was living off savings and was worried about you know finding a new, uh, a new job and like just my life choices. I was like, did I make the right decision coming here? You know, is this really where I need to be? So I know that moment in particular was really anxiety-inducing. There was another one where in my past relationship, we were like kind of having some issues. And on top of that, I was also in between jobs at that moment and wondering where I, when, you know, what I was going to be doing next, uh, that I had that dream again. So in hindsight, it seems, you know, when you talk it out, it seems really obvious and clear, (laughs) but, but, uh, but, uh, at the time I was, uh, You know, I was like, whoa, that's a weird dream. I keep having.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like,
2: wow. I was like, that's weird. Yeah. Who cut out these paper mache motherfuckers and let them loose on me?
0: (laughs) Well, I, uh, I think we might've gotten to the bottom of this one.
2: Yeah. Thank you. So what is that like an hour? Like, what do I owe you? (laughs) Uh Okay. So you guys want to hear about this other dream? This, though, is like, I don't know what you would interpret it as, but I guess that's the whole thing, right? Um, do you,
0: <laughs> this is do you where just... it's essentially <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to ask you to tell me your dream, but really what I'm asking is tell me all your secrets.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's like, you fucking sorcerer, you. Pulling this out of me. All right, so tell us about this dream. It's pretty significant, Um, Let me tell you, if I'm in a dream and I realize that I'm dreaming, one of two things usually happens. Usually if I realize I'm dreaming, I just immediately wake up or I'm like, okay, I'm dreaming and I'm like, I'm going to try to like control some shit. And then I try to do something and then like the opposite happens. Like for example, say if I'm in a dream and it's like a scary dream, like it's a nightmare. (laughs) What are they called? What's a scary dream called? (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, So I'm having a nightmare and I realize that I'm having a nightmare and I'm dreaming. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to turn the tables on this, you know, monster that's chasing me. And I'm like, I'm going to punch it really hard. I'm going to be super strong. And then I try to do that, but I'm just like weak as hell. And it's like, I, I can't even throw a punch like one mile an hour. And it's just like the opposite of what I want to have happens. And then I wake up. But what happened the other week was that I was in a dream and I realized I was dreaming. It's my first lucid dream ever. Oh, wow. To set up the dream, I'm like walking around like, what I in my mind is like New York City, but of course, you know, I'm in dreamland and it looks nothing like New York City. So I'm like just walking around city streets and I realize that I'm dreaming because everything like is weird. Like buildings are like distorted in a way where it's just like dream-esque. And I'm like, this is a dream. Okay, I'm gonna fly.
0: Oh, yes.
2: I shot up into the sky and I was flying. I was flying around and it was amazing. And it, it, But then it was like, I was in a coastal town somehow. So you know how you just change locations in a dream? And all of a sudden I was like flying along what looked like a Southern Californian coastline. And then I'm coming up to this, I guess what would be like maybe like a Santa Monica pier. And it has like a Ferris wheel and like rides and stuff. And so I fly, and I'm flying around that, and I can see people, they're like looking up at me, and they're like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, yes, it's me, motherfucker. <laughs> and, and I'm just like living my best life. And then, seriously, out of the water, which this isn't something that like I manifested in my dream, so I'm like, still like, how much control do I really have? But out of the water, literally comes out like a god, a Godzilla-like creature. (laughs) And it's like coming to like attack the city. So I'm like, all right, I'm about to take care of
0: this.
2: (laughs) And I fly over there, Superman style, and I'm like, I'm gonna shoot like laser beams out of my hands and I shoot these laser beams, and I'm like hitting the monster, owning it. Like, I am crushing this monster. Like, there's not even a competition. And it's like, I'm just flying around it, shooting it with these laser beams, and it immediately is like And it turns around, just goes back into the water. It doesn't even make it out of the water. It doesn't even make it to the city. Like, I averted that crisis before shit even got off the ground. (laughs) And then, and I fly back over towards, like, where the pier is. And everyone's, like, cheering me on. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, yes, this is an amazing feeling. And then that was it. And then I woke up. It was like, it was, it was amazing. It was literally amazing.
0: (laughs) Okay. First, I love that your first lucid dream, you're immediately like, all right, it's time to fly because you know what happens every time I have a lucid dream? That is exactly the same thing I do.
2: Yes. I literally
0: say like, all right. It's time to fly. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. What else are you going to do?
0: Yeah. And then to varying degrees, of mm-hmm. sometimes I realize, oh, I'm dreaming. Now I can do something. And then you wake up. Yeah. But sometimes there's those golden moments like your dream where you just go for it and you just take off.
2: Yeah, I don't know if you call it like synergy or what, but like everything like synced up, which never happens for me. I'm usually the case like you're talking about where it's like I'm a lucid or if I realize that I'm dreaming, it's like I immediately wake up. That's like nine times out of ten. So I don't know how I'm going to go about recreating that, but uh, that's going to be like my life's work (laughs) to to make this happen every time I dream. Because it was just like a very pod. Like I just felt it was just like all it was all good, dude. (laughs) Like I was just like, yeah, I'm flying. Yeah, I killed. You know, I annihilated that monster. Everyone is cheering to me. It was just like very positive.
0: <laughs> I don't know if we've ever interpreted a lucid dream before. So this is actually uncharted territory. This is kind yeah. of, a, this is interesting. And the emotions here are very positive. Other times that you've had lucid dreams, things go exactly the opposite or things essentially go wrong. You noted the feeling of kind of powerlessness, which is also uh, a dream that I've often had, when, especially when I was a kid. I would have similar dreams where I'd be getting bullied or something, and I'd go to punch somebody, and my arms are made of rubber.
2: Oh, yeah, that's the worst.
0: But in this dream, you're powerful. You are on. Yeah. You know, you're flying. You're flying down the coastline, over the ocean in California. You're flying over Santa Monica. And then this monster rises out of the sea. And an interesting phrase that you said was, how much control do I really have? So even when you have control, there's still things that arise, literally arise from the sea, (laughs) literally Mm -hmm. arise from the depths of the ocean. Then, you know, you continue to have control or you continue to engage with your control and you just take them on and you crush it. And then crisis averted, monster slayed, everybody celebrating and you are the fucking hero.
2: I just love hearing it back. You know, honestly, I feel good
0: right now. But that's really powerful imagery, right? In in this moment in which you took power, even when something rises, you're able to take it on.
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) In contrast to previous dreams, you know, that you mentioned yourself. Yeah. When we interpret our dreams, it's useful. It's not critical, but it's useful and can be really important to think about dreams in context of the other dreams you've had. Mm -hmm. And I think it is really meaningful to think about this dream in comparison to your other lucid dreams yeah and also this image of the monster rising up i think that's that's something really that's something really interesting because monsters in dreams that's such a a universal thing monsters chasing us in dreams monsters coming up mm-hmm. but this is a monster from the ocean and bodies of water in dreams this is something that i think is like really interesting that i'm i'm still continuing to explore and learn more about about what does water mean in dreams and oftentimes water can represent the unconscious your subconscious Hmm. up from the depths rises this monster and you take it on you know what is it that hides below the depths below the surface in all of us we all have these feelings that come up these these monsters that haunt us these monsters that chase us yeah you know whether those are anxieties whether those are fears these things arising and how do we take them on? Do we feel powerlessness in the face of our anxieties and our fears or do we take them on and crush them?
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously.
0: So I think that's really powerful.
2: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, and now that we're, you know, talking about it from this context of interpretation and I'm thinking about my day, I'm thinking about what was, what was going on. Like, cause this was, during this you know the pandemic that's currently happening with coronavirus and you know that obviously is a struggle emotionally for for most most all of us um dealing with this personally and i'm sure generally as well i you know dealing with depression and the uncertainty of it but specifically the depression of it because you know uh, you get very down on yourself and very down on the situation. And I think that that day, I had actually had a really good day. I had set certain goals for myself of things I wanted to get done work wise, doing some exercise. And I had accomplished some of those goals that day and I'd I'd had a good day. And I felt for the first time, maybe in a long time, since, you know, I just felt like more optimistic and like I had really like accomplished some things that day you slayed it yeah yeah exactly and i think it translated into my dream and that yeah these thing, these this depression monster maybe you know if we're thinking of the body of water as my subconscious or you know a pool of my emotional uh under underlying feelings uh this monster coming up and me just being like you know not today satan uh, and get, get get back get back in there. I really think that that I think that that makes sense to me. <laughs> that that really makes sense to me.
0: Well I think we covered a lot of ground here today.
2: Yeah, yeah. We've got like the highs and the lows, dude.
0: Those dreams actually
1: did complement each other in a way.
2: Yeah. I was like, you know, let's just, you know, we'll bring it down to like well they were but there was like a little positivity at the end about the- yeah it was good it was good <laughs> but, I,
1: but, I, but i mean it was like it complemented in like a con like it was more of a contrast like a contrasting. Yeah, and compliment. they
2: were very different that's true that's true dope well yeah well thank you guys so much for having me and it's was a lot of fun
1: so fun yeah and keep noting down dreams let us know if you have any more yeah.
0: oh yeah i will Thank you for joining us on Let's Talk About Dreams. This episode was co-produced by Brandon Hogsted and Eleni Matteo. For more information, visit letstalkaboutdreams.com. You can find us on Instagram as LTA Dreams. If you're interested in having your own dreams interpreted, I also do private sessions. You can send inquiries to podcastltad at gmail.com. That's the word podcast and the letters L-T-A-D at gmail.com.